Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Give towards Stroud laterally. Now Klaus down to the 18. Yeah! Yes! Ball is one into the side cell. So Klaus. Another brace for nine. City leads 4-0. Get ready for that, baby, because soccer is coming back this week. City SC will be in action twice this week. The regular season starts on Saturday, but uh, before that, tomorrow, the CONCACAF Champions Cup. It'll be City against Houston, and to talk about the start of the City SC season, we go to the Quiver River Electric guest line, Joey Zanaboni, the voice you just heard. He is the broadcaster for the team. You can hear the games on Y98, and Joey is with us this morning. Hello, Joey. You must be ready for soccer. Chris, great to be with you, and Brad, great to be with you as well. I mean, yeah, it's been a it's been a a marathon, unbelievably long off season of about ten weeks here, Chris. And now right. let's kick let's kick these tires, let's light these fires once again. Ten weeks, it feels like ten days. This it's yeah. such and I used to make this joke about hockey, how the off season is like five minutes and they're right back to it. But soccer's even shorter. Yeah, I mean, it's really a blur, and from my perspective, I mean, I'm just resting vocal cords here, Chris. From the guys' perspective, they're back in training camp in early January and getting things going and have already played, I mean, five preseason games with a lot of the big ones, a lot of the big names getting significant minutes. So it's a great run-up and a great tune-up for an incredible event, the CONCACAF Champions Cup. City is just the second MLS team ever to qualify in its first year for this event. And I know these guys are are really up and going to take on Houston tomorrow night. Yeah, so let's talk about this game. What For people that don't know what this is all about, and anybody who followed the MLS season last year, if it was their first year watching, there's a lot of confusion because you've got these games, and then in the middle there's this tournament, and then at the end there's this other tournament, and it's it's like you don't know what's regular season, what's not, what's going on. So what is tomorrow night's game? What are we talking about? We're talking about the very best teams in North America, the Central American region, and also in the Caribbean region, meeting to determine who's basically the best in this quarter of the globe. And it's an incredible opportunity to be one of just 27 teams, the top five rankings get buys through the first round. Uh, City is the only MLS team to be taking on another MLS team in the first round in Houston. Take them on tomorrow night at 7, flip the script next Tuesday, 9.30 p.m. Central Time down in Houston, Texas for the second leg. It is an aggregate event, so it's, it's basically whoever scores more goals over the two games is going to win it. And on the line is a chance to take on the Columbus crew in early March in the second round of this event. If you can win this event, which Seattle did representing the MLS just two years ago, you can qualify for the club world cup and take on literally the biggest clubs all over the world uh, in an event that, that basically determines which is the best club in the world. So this is 
the first step toward that, but really the initial step, even before this was taken by City, by winning the Western Conference, becoming the first expansion team ever to win a conference in the regular season last year, you can qualify in a number of ways, whether it's winning the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference, uh, winning the U.S. Open Cup, which Houston did last year. Uh, this is the creme de, de la creme, and for the guys who want to compete at the highest level, this is exactly where they want to be. That, as we mentioned, um, or as I mentioned, the the confusion that can exist because you know you've got these tournaments that are that are inserted into the middle of the season, and you know mm-hmm. if you're an American and all you've done is follow American sports, you know basketball, baseball, there's a break in the middle for an All Star week or an All Star game or whatever, and that's it. But soccer is a little different in that there are these other side events and side these side missions, I guess, mm-hmm. that are just kind of inserted into the season. Do you yeah. like that it's like that? Well, I think other leagues are starting to follow suit because the NBA this season just introduced the in-season tournament, right. which, based on what I saw in the NBA All-Star game Woof. last night, is now <laughs> the most exciting thing they do in-season because that was guys just, just mostly launching shots last night. Uh, but there's a lot of emulation of this because I I just think it gives the stars the extra chances to shine on the world stage. There's so many eyes across the globe that get glued to CONCACAF Champions Cup or something like uh, the League's Cup now with the MLS taking on Liga MX in late July, early August. It's great, great draw for the league, and it it really improves the brand across the world. And, uh, you know, for St. Louis to step onto this stage so early in its career – you know, I hope that, that the fans will tune in tomorrow night really to celebrate the incredible accomplishments of this team to this point and watch them as they grind against a good Houston team to advance on. So the regular season, uh, well, this this game happens tomorrow against Houston at City Park, and then there is the opener of the regular season on Saturday at City Park against Salt Lake. Tell mm-hmm. us about this team, the 2024 version versus what we saw last year. Yeah, for St. Louis City SC, I mean, I, I was talking to Tim Parker, and he said, you know, this is, this is, and he's a 10-year vet of the MLS. He said this is a unique preseason because the roster is mostly the same, and I think they're looking for guys like Joao Klaus, who did miss last season, half of last season, I should say, uh, with injury, also scored 10 goals. Uh, you know, if they get the full minutes and play the full season, it's guys who are already in-house, guys who are already in the system, who can come out and have an immediate impact. The, the additions that they've made, I think, have been solid. Uh, Thomas Totland has has already proven himself to be a, a very sturdy, I think, right back in his in his professional career in Norwegian-American. Uh, Nicholas Dürer, who's Danish, also a wing back acquired by the team to help them get I think a little bit better, a little bit more solid on the edges. And then a guy in the middle in Chris Durkin from DC United, who's a spark plug, unbelievable motor. He's only 24 years old, just celebrated that birthday this month, but he's, he's played, I think six years in the MLS. He's also played professionally in Belgium. So I think the, the talent of the team, uh, I think if you ask really anybody has been upgraded uh, and, you know, Bradley Carnell had great success with what the team was doing last season. Obviously they're going to build on that success. I'm sure with a similar style, uh, hunting the ball, high pressing, things of that nature. And I, I think he's also tweaked it to fit the roster he has now. It's going to be tough against Real Salt Lake on Saturday. That is a team uh, we split the series with last year. One win on the road. They came here and beat us. But uh, they're particularly difficult at the beginning of seasons. They have won 
reporting they are unbeaten, either won or have drawn 14 straight season openers, which is the longest streak in the MLS. So City's going to have a, a great time against them as well on Saturday. And you know the action's already going to be there for you on Y98. The beginning of the season was so good. They rode that for a long time. I mean, just a, and I do believe in the idea of momentum at least a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's everything, but I think it can be something when it comes to sports, and there are a lot of people who don't believe in it at all. Um, so there was that, and there was the end of the season that was kind of a dud. Is this team closer to what we saw at the beginning of last year or the end of last year? Well, I think the team is more talented than at any point last year. And I think the team was building toward being better on the ball, but ran into a a good sporting Kansas City team that uh, had some guys who are really at the tail end of their professional career, guys who are in their their mid-30s or so on to to win in those tournament-style games. I think having that kind of class of player uh, can often be the determining factor. And so upgrading the roster and the talent, you know, I, I mean, I think that going back to those first five games of the season, going 5-0-0 and setting a new standard in the MLS, making history in the MLS, I do, as I recall, uh, believe that over the next six competitions for City in MLS play in the U.S. Open Cup after starting 5-0-0, I do think the team went 1-4-1. and And so there were, you know, peaks and troughs throughout the season and, and with a long season like the MLS where you're looking at 34 games plus Champions Cup plus Leagues Cup, um, you know, there's going to be there's going to be high times and low times. And I think that, you know, Roman Berkey, who's the leader of the team, he's the captain, he said, you know, we've, we've got to be a little bit smarter this year and we've got to make sure that we're peaking at the right time. And I think they really have the personnel to do that. And I think in talking to guys like Tim Parker, I was just catching up yesterday as well with Lutz Fennenstiel. I can I can say pretty confidently that they have the hunger as well. And as long as that hunger is there, they're going to be just fine. The team that defied expectations last year, I know there's a chip on the shoulder from that quick elimination this year. And I think that in that second year, something special can really happen. Let's talk about what, what fans might expect differently when it comes to either uh, the broadcast this season with you and Dale Schilly, whether it is – what happens at City Park? I know it, you know, won't be exactly like it was last year. Clearly, there's a lot of interest in City SC, but what will the experience of the 2024 season be like? Well, I think it's going to continue to be absolutely incredible for this city as far as the in-person stadium experience at City Park. I mean, to see what they've done uh, to upgrade even just the menu across City Park this year, I know that's going to be uh, something that, that I'm going to be taking advantage of, 100% local in-stadium food program that, that's partnered with so many across this, this city to, to you know, make this incredible city-flavored dining experience what it is, whether it's Olive and Oak, Oleo, uh, Donut Drive-In is going to be there this year. I mean, there's going to be some incredible options out there. As far as what me and Dale are going to do, I mean, listen, Chris, I've always promised We'll turn it up for you. We'll do everything we can to make this the yeah. most exciting broadcast in the MLS bar none. And we leave no stone unturned uh, just even over the last week, getting together, getting some work in at a practice game. We want people to enjoy this. And we want people to feel like when they turn on Y98 Odyssey app and for MLS home games, you can also find the home radio feed on Apple TV. When you turn that on, we want people to feel like there are no worries. 
there are no cares. This is something that goes beyond, I think, for us, any kind of professional calling. It's a calling for a couple of guys from this area to be here for the people of St. Louis and represent it in the greatest league in North America every single night the best way we know how. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys are a good time. I'll give you that much. I, hey, 85% credit to Dale here. He makes it. Dale's Dale's fantastic. I love Dale. You're both the you're both a lot of fun. How it, he's um it, and it, you know what's he's a he's a counterweight to you because he's not I mean you you're excitable, Joey. I don't know if you know this. Uh Dale's I did not know that. Dale's a little more measured. So there's <laughs> there's a balance. Well, yeah. Joey, I'll tell you what I would like to see. I, at yeah. some point, I would love to see you announce videos uh, on YouTube or TikTok, like whenever you know the when when parents are reunited with their children, or when children are reunited with parents <laughs> who are uh, coming home from military Hold service. On are you on TikTok? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Well, no, I'm not on TikTok. But I would love to see the videos just because your style is so exciting. I mean, it would be great. I mean, you, you could make a dog chase in a car sound like uh, a colossal global event, and I would love to see that. Well, I mean, listen, I've always gone off the old Walt Whitman quote, do anything but let it produce joy. And whether it's sports announcing or whether it's chasing a car, I, I hope I'm able to find that joy in it. By the way, Chris, I am on TikTok at Joey underscore Zana. So uh, okay, the the foundation well, is in place here. That's a terrific suggestion. I I was just stunned that maybe Brad Young was on it. I thought I thought Brad was using TikTok, and I thought, well, that's not at all what I thought was going to happen today. Because <laughs> we're going to be talking about your your TikTok. No, we're not talking about uh, my TikTok. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, Joey, is there anything else you want us to know before we say goodbye? Well, you know, Chris, this is going to be a special season, and we appreciate everything on the KMOX side. We've got great programming there, and, of course, every game's on Y98, Odyssey app. And, and please do smash that home radio feed with the, the icon in the right corner when we're at home in the MLS games. means a lot to represent this city, and it's our privilege, really, to entertain you. Joey Zanaboni, you're the best. Thank you, friend. You're the best. Thank you, guys. Go City. Joey Zanaboni, you can hear him and Dale Schilly calling City SC action on Y98 this season. The Odyssey app, like he mentioned, and guess what else you can get on the Odyssey app? Cardinals baseball. Did you know that? If you're if you're in the area, now MLB has its blackout restrictions. Yes, it does. So, you know, it's a little difficult. But if you are in the St. Louis listening area and you have the Odyssey app, you can catch all the Cardinals action on it. And I've done that. It's great. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I love being able to do that. So get the Odyssey app. You can listen to this show. You can get the podcasts, um, any interviews or any segments or anything you missed. It's all right there for you. A-U-D-A-C-Y and KMOX.com. I got Brad Young with me. Amy Marks Corps. I think she's on vacation. She on vacation, Tyler, or is it something else? She's sick? She's sick? Oh, no. Yeah, but is she on vacation as much as you are? I don't Dude, think so. what are you talking about? <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, who takes more vacation, Amy or me? I'd say the running joke is Amy takes a lot of vacation. It's a lot of vacation. I know, but uh, every Brad. time, I, usually when I'm sitting in, it's because you're on vacation. Well, yeah, that's why you'd see you're just hearing about it. <laughs> see, you hear about it when I'm off. But, man, Amy Marks Corps has, I'm i have not seen her contract, right? but if there's not six months of vacation in it, I'll be stunned. 
Well, I, I know when I grow up, I want to have a contract like you guys to get all this time off because <laughs> I get that much. I, I get like I get like three days a oh, year. Oh, you're a partner at a off. law firm. I know, but uh, clients keep me at the Your office. name's in the title. Well, that just means I have to work more. That's what that means. Brad Young from Harris Dowell Fisher and Young. He's got great coffee mugs, and he doesn't get any vacation time. <laughs> He's still listen. the The breaks are going on. We go to break here on the show. This guy gets on the phone, and he is just wearing people out. What? Brad Young, I don't know who he's yelling at, but he is wearing people out. Yeah, that's how the sausage is made. Oh, the, I love the it. The law sausage. That's, that's the good stuff. Made. Oh, that's the good stuff. Yeah. That's that's uh, our legal expert, Brad Young, with us. I'm Chris Ranji. This is KMOX. Text message just came in wanting to know if there was a platform for live video where you can watch this show. And uh, so glad you asked, 314 area code. Because, yes, we are on YouTube. Um, we broadcast live, stream live on YouTube and Facebook live. You find KMOX, and uh, there we are. All our faces are there. Brad's there. I'm there. Yeah, but listen, I definitely have a face for radio, so uh, there's there's no interest there. You know what? I have friends who keep telling me I do too, but I don't. I'm very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and there's a non-biased survey right there. Yeah, well. And a survey of come everyone. Come on, I can. Listen, a survey of everyone named Chris Ranji uh-huh. says that Chris Ranji is handsome. Yeah, so 100%. That's, that's 100% polling. That's right. So that can't be wrong. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So we've got the Odyssey app, which you can listen to us live. And uh, there's the, the YouTube and Facebook live. We're on right now. Where's the camera? Hey, how's it going? I think we're fun to look at. Well, I don't know about me, but certainly you. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm because I'm very handsome. Also, thank you to a texter um, who gives us the Wikipedia page for Casimir Pulaski, <laughs> who is um, uh, that holiday is coming up. Yes, it is. It is March fourth in Illinois. So if you live in Illinois and you get Casimir Pulaski right. Day, March fourth. And I was right and about him being uh, in the Revolutionary War. Revolutionary War yes. hero. I don't know. I kept thinking World War One. That was the first thought that came to mind. But you were right. It is the Revolutionary War. He uh, lived between 1745 and 1779. And in the state of Illinois, there is a holiday in honor of him. And that holiday is as old as I am. 1977 is when it was enacted. But it's so people up north in the northern part of the state know about the guy yep. but that was that was the best for us growing up in right. illinois and getting casimir pulaski day oh, it was great no idea who he was no. but you know you got the day off school no because I, I grew up south of mount vernon little town called west frankfurt and yeah there's wasn't a single person in that town uh, that knew who he was long before wikipedia and uh but we loved the day off and there is a uh sufjan stevens who's sort of a folk singer i guess He's got a song about him called Casimir Pulaski Day. Wow. I'll have to check that out. You won't. No, I won't. I know that you don't care. No. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk baseball because it is um, baseball time. Right now, Cardinals are in spring training. It is their first day of full team workouts right now. So it is happening, baby. And Matt Pauley will join us from Jupiter, Florida when we come back. Brad Young is in for Amy. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX.
Oh, it's baseball time, too. We just spent time talking about soccer because it's soccer time. Well, it's baseball time. Here we go. It is baseball time, and it is time to talk some baseball with our guy, Matt Pauley. And this Redbird report is brought to you by Renner Garage Door, R-E-N-N-E-R, forward and back, family owned and top rated, Renner Door, STL.com. Matt Pauley joins us from Jupiter, Florida, where the Cardinals have full team workouts today for the first time. What's up, Matthew? Just another. Actually, it's kind of chilly today uh, here in Florida. It hasn't hit 70 yet. Uh, the yeah. wind is uh, is blowing. It's a little bit uncomfortable. So uh, everybody's wearing long sleeves today. That's nice. Um, it's going to be like 50 degrees here today. So I don't know if you hmm. think you're bothering us. No, I'm just okay. telling you that you asked what was going on. The, okay. the number one topic of conversation, other than baseball stuff, has been the what. You should see Mike Claiborne. He is bundled up. He's got like a puffy coat on. What? He's got a beanie on. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm serious. Really? It's uh, it is. Yeah, no, I'm dead. I'm dead serious. Well, I mean, it's not that. Come on, guys. I mean, Ali saw him this morning, and uh, when Ali saw Claves this morning, he goes, "Oh, are you going skiing?" <laughs> Which is a big thing in Florida. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. All the snow and. Oh, yeah. Mountains. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The mountains in Florida. Huge mountains. Oh, snow capped peaks. I know. Yeah. So it's the first full team workout today. It's a, it's a, I know that pretty much the entire team has already been there, but this is officially the day that um, the full team is together on the field working out. Yeah, there's a handful of guys that we had not seen prior to today. Most of these guys, like Paul Goldschmidt was in the area. He's been in Florida, uh, but he's been working out at a different place. There's a local baseball facility. Uh, I'm not totally sure, but I know he's been here working out. And uh, there's there's a local kind of legendary baseball gym that a lot of guys work out at even prior to coming in. But we saw Paul Goldschmidt in the clubhouse for the first time today. Uh, Dylan Carlson hadn't been around. We saw him for the first time today. Uh, Moises Gomez we saw for the first time today. I feel like there's another guy or two. So outside of maybe five players, and you got to remember there's 69 players who are currently on this nice. uh, uh, on the you know the spring training big league roster. So all but five guys had been seen prior to today. So then this is a thing I, I think most people know this by now, but for those that don't, um, it's it's spring training is not like it used to be where players would show up to get into shape for the season. These guys are working out pretty much all off season. Yeah. So the season ends and most guys take about a month. If you're coming off injury, maybe that can change your plan. But if you come off the season healthy, most guys will tell you that they take about a month or so. And then once you get into December, that's when you start to to ramp up and the that ramp up process has been going on for months and now the uh, but there's a difference between going and swinging in a cage and you know going and running on your own and doing the type of workouts that they're doing now so uh, yes they are in baseball shape but they're probably not in baseball game shape there's a slight difference there and that you know this time period really helps with that hey Matt Brad Young here and uh, hey Brad one of the things I love about going to spring training games I've done it for years is that there are certain players that you get to see and watch and see if they're going to develop to the point where they're going to make the club and and they really perform well. And I know we haven't seen any games yet, but are there any players that you've identified that folks that, that may not even know their name here in St. Louis, but that you're looking at to see if they can produce something on the field that's that's kind of magical that would allow them to maybe make the big team? Hmm, that's an interesting question because there's definitely guys that I have my eye on. I don't know if they're going to 
I think what they're doing is they're putting themselves in position that if the team needs something later in the season that they might become available. There's not a lot of competition for roster spots on this team outside of the bullpen and outside of Mason Wynn taking over the shortstop job. Maybe the the 25th, 26th guy could end up being a little bit of a competition. But I think the the number one name that I think of when you ask that question is Thomas Sejaci. He came over at the deadline last year. He won a Texas League batting title. He, We watched him a little bit the other day. He has such a quick bat, and he's somebody who probably will impact the big league team at some point this season. So because we haven't seen him before, like last year we saw Mason win in Grapefruit League play. We haven't seen Thomas Sejaci in a game in game action as a Cardinal, so I'm really excited to see what it looks like for him. This is that that time of year that I mean it's not just that right you're you're looking at the possibility of a guy surprising and ending up on the roster um by the end of camp but it is also getting a look at players from last year who maybe dealt with injuries maybe um things did not go particularly well for them is there somebody that you would like to see have a good spring now and I, and when I when I ask that question I realize that the veterans eh it's not about results during spring training because they, they're just trying to get their work in and, and what the end of the, the spring looks like in terms of numbers doesn't necessarily matter. But are there people that you will be paying closer attention to in that regard? Two names come to mind. First off, it's Mason Wynn for obvious reasons. He's got to win the shortstop job. If he if he puts up numbers in Grapefruit League play that are similar to the numbers that he put up in the last month of the season last year, hitting about 100, it's going to be really hard for him to break camp with the team as the starting everyday shortstop. And if he doesn't do that, then everything is in disarray because you don't know if Tommy Edmonds going to be healthy enough to start the season. So you, you, at that point, you don't have a shortstop. So Mason Wynn uh, and what he does just just hitting just well enough. He doesn't have to be an all-star out there. He's just got to hit well enough that they're comfortable, uh, you know, breaking camp with him. And then the other guy who you're right. Like I'm not worried about Nolan Arnato. I'm not worried about Paul Goldschmidt. Those guys are going to be fine. I would like to see miles Michaelis. He's somebody who did not pitch all that well last season. I think Michaelis having some success here, uh, especially towards the end of Grapefruit League play. I'm not looking at the overall numbers, but as he's uh, a couple starts left in spring training before the regular season starts, I hope that Michaelis looks uh, a little bit more like the guy he was two years ago. What is your feeling on defense and and what kind of work and what kind of effect you can really have during spring training in, in I guess, um, for lack of a better term, setting a tone for the season? Some people believe, well, that's when that's really when you get it done. That's when you work on the defense, and that's when you're solid because it's not like you're taking defensive practice during the regular season. Um, so do you believe much can be done in that way during spring training? It's a really interesting question because I've been talking about this a lot lately. The, the One of the narratives that we keep hearing is, you know, the Cardinals have to get back to being the Cardinals when it comes to feeling and it gets to base running. And there's so much talk about, you know, everything being crisp and the routine and just the, the discipline that goes on in spring training. Here's my thing. That existed last year. It's not like they're, they've always been the Cardinals. They've always gone about spring training in a very professional kind of way. Nothing looked different last year in spring training outside of the fact that some guys weren't here because of the WBC. And I have a really hard time believing that that impacted who the team was from a fielding standpoint, from a base running standpoint, all the, all the Cardinal way stuff, which, which really matters. So I, 
I don't have an answer to that question, but I think it's an especially notable question now because we keep hearing over and over and over about how the way they are conducting camp, and I think they're conducting camp the right way. I think they're doing the right things to have a good team from a fielding and a base running standpoint, but I also don't think it's all that different from what they did last season and obviously last year from a fielding and a base running standpoint. It wasn't very good. We're talking to Matt Polly, of course, uh, coming from Florida for spring training, just getting started. And and Matt, I've had a lot of folks talk to me about some of the disappointments in in landing a Lance Lynn and landing a Matt Carpenter, and and yet with that, we've lost a lot of of the seasoned pros over the last couple of years, including, of course, Yachty and others, uh, Adam Wainwright, of course. So, how important is it? from a leadership perspective, that we've added a Matt Carpenter, we've added a Lance Lynn. How does that make an impact in ways that perhaps listeners or watchers don't realize? Yeah, so the two names you didn't mention who I I have seen an illustration of leadership so far is Sonny Gray and Kyle Gibson. Uh, Gray, it's been really fun to watch him. He's bringing everybody along with him. A lot of communication uh, when when he's out there on the you know go, throwing bullpens, he's talking nonstop to his catcher, generally Wilson Contreras. They are on the same page as everything. And then yesterday, when he got done with his live BP, he called all of his catchers over and the pitching coach Dusty Blake, and they had a good five minute post mortem on what he did during his session. He is trying to lift everybody up, and you can see it on an everyday basis. This is not a behind-closed-doors kind of leadership thing. Sonny Gray right now is very much leading from the front, and I think that's going to pay dividends for not only him but the entire pitching staff. And then the other guy is Kyle Gibson, and he does it in a little bit of a different kind of way. Um, when on Valentine's Day he brought in candy bars and gave them out to everybody, he's the guy who's walking around introducing himself to, to young guys. Uh, I, I was walking by uh, today, and I was watching him and Matthew Libertor have a conversation. So the two guys that I've seen with my eyes who have done the most kind of leadership-type things are those two guys. Not to take Lance Lynn is going to be somebody who is going to be um, – he's going to be very – um, th- there's a reason for everything he says. There, the, in fact, uh, Oliver Marmel talked about this earlier today, the intentionality of being blunt with people. You're not being blunt to be blunt. You're being blunt for a reason, and you're trying to get the best out of them. Uh, Matt Carpenter's locker was placed right next to Mason Wins, and they're spending a fair amount of time with each other. So there's a lot of those type of things going on. Uh, it felt like the organization kind of, from an off-season standpoint, the Zoom calls, the group tax, like the the number one thing outside of acquiring players that the organization did this off-season was try to get everybody kind of pulling in the same direction and create that culture. So it was in a really good spot coming in. And uh, you know, I haven't been around this team on an every year basis outside of the last two three years, but you can you can kind of feel it when you're in the clubhouse. It's a different feeling right now. Wilson Contreras was during the uh, Cardinals winter warmup. Uh, when we talked to him, he was very open about what happened last year and temporarily being removed as the starting catcher and uh, the stuff he felt like he needed to work on or they felt like he needed to. And he took ownership of it, even though the entire situation was confusing to a lot of us who were observing it. Um, does he, and, and so far during spring training, and, and again, it's still very early, but does it appear to you 
that he has or is a, a different person, I guess? Uh, no, and I think that's good. Uh, I don't think he needed to be a different person. Now, is he is he maybe doing some things differently? Is he putting some more work in? Maybe. That's, that's tough to see. He's here early every Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Day. He's here late every day. He's doing what you need to do. Uh, but I, I think who Wilson Contreras is, is, is fantastic. And uh, it's been fun to watch him and Sonny Gray really uh, just build off of each other and the energy and the excitement and everything that's, that's going on. I have no issues with Wilson Contreras. I think he is doing things. I don't think the Cubs ever asked him to do what the Cardinals have asked him to do from a defensive standpoint. And I don't know if the Cardinals totally knew how to ask him to do that last year because they were coming off all those years of Yadier Molina where it just happened. So there was a learning curve for the Cardinals last year almost in how to catch co- how to uh, coach catchers. Say that three times real fast. I think coach people catchers, have kind of figured it out now, and it's, uh, it's a good situation. I did it. Congratulations. I did it. It was not that difficult at all. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're just a better talker than me. <laughs> uh, Matt, you're my favorite. Any, hey, anything else, my know, too. anything else we should know today? Uh, you have news and notes and nuggets and stuff, tidbits. You got any tidbits? Uh, not a whole lot of tidbits. Okay. Uh, every, I mean, like I said, everybody is here. There's no major health issues. There's a couple guys dealing with like a stomach bug that's been going around the clubhouse, but nothing of uh, nothing of note. So just uh, we're finally baseball things are finally happening on the field and I'm I'm so glad that I, we don't have to talk. I mean, we'll talk about it, but we th- that the main focus isn't going to be all these kind of side narratives that we can actually talk about what's happening on, on a baseball field. Yes, and and stay healthy. Don't get sick. Okay. Don't don't. I had a, a delicious uh, vanilla caramel latte this morning. Oh wow! From did you go to a Starbucks or some other coffee place? Uh there's so there is a play. We the entire media contingent. Uh, because Ali was a little later in his media session today, we uh, we 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 took the walk across the Abacoa neighborhood to Crux Coffee. It is uh, like Benjamin Hockman just sets up there in the afternoon. That's his office. Oh, he, he, uh, would, be, is, uh, he would be one of those. There's my laptop yeah. in the coffee shop, guys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah. So, so Crux Coffee is kind of the uh, it is the unofficial coffee. House of uh, Cardinals Media. Awesome. Watch out for golf carts because when you're when you're at Roger Dean Stadium, the place is surrounded by octogenarians in golf carts. <laughs> well, it's Florida. It's Florida. So so just telling you, Matt, make sure you look both ways, pal, because there might be a golf well, cart coming up right. Be on careful here. out there. That was a five dollar word if I've ever heard one, Brad. What's that? Were you trying to throw your uh, law degree at us? Octogenarian. Right yeah. Do you know what that means? No clue. Oh, if I assume it's old 80s. people. It means it's you're in your okay. 80s. Your 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, old people. That's what I was guessing. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a big word. <laughs> you never heard of it. The word of the day is octogenarian. octogenarian. There you go. Yeah. All right. Hey, Matt, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you Thursday. All right. Or if, yes, something, Thursday. if, if something cool happens between now and Thursday, we'll talk. I, I hope something cool happens.
The Cardinals do have a track record of signing players to extensions during spring training, although I'm not convinced that's going to happen this year. All right. Well, let us know if it does. We'll do. Ma- oh, oh, uh, sports open line tonight. Yeah, seven to eight. So we've got the Slew Coaches Show from six to seven, and then uh, I'll be coming your way seven to eight. Uh, we'll hear Oliver Marmel's daily comments. Paul Goldschmidt is scheduled to speak with the media here in just a little while, so I got to get back out there. So make sure I don't miss him. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll be part of the uh, seven o'clock hour tonight. Tell him we said hi. I'll, I'll give him a big hug for you. All right, that's Matt Pauley. See you, Matt. Uh, listen to Sports Open Line tonight after the Slew Coaches Show at 6. Matt's on at 7 o'clock until 8. A lot of Cardinals coverage. And, of course, countdown to opening day every Thursday from 6 until 8. But we've got, look, we're the home of the Cardinals. We've got plenty of Cardinals coverage yes. here on KMOX. Brad Young in for Amy. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX. You remember how, uh, well, maybe, Brad, you, you might know because you listen to KMOX at the office. I do. Yeah. So, uh, which is what most people should do with the Odyssey app. Have it on. You're at work. Listen. Oh, it's easy. Put your uh, earbuds in, your headphones, whatever you have. Uh, so, you know that for the last several weeks, because Amy and I care so much about the listener, that we give things away. Absolutely. You know that we've been giving away tickets. A lot of stuff. Yeah. So... We will have tickets to give away this week, starting tomorrow. Very good. You're going to need to listen for your chance to win for the next several days. Um, James Taylor. My absolute favorite. You know, I James played, Taylor. I got to tell you, when I proposed to my wife, we I played a James Taylor song. Really? Yeah. That's so, adorable. That's great. And but then when last week when I was in, or two weeks ago when I was in, when you were gone... And uh, we gave away a Barry Manilow. Amy, Barry Manilow. Amy asked me, hey, Brad, you like Barry Manilow? And listen, I will always be honest. I said, not so much. Uh, but uh, James Taylor, top of my list. James Taylor at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater on June 6th. So there are tickets available to purchase, but we're going to be getting, uh, gonna be giving away tickets tomorrow and through the rest of the week. And unfortunately, I'm not eligible. Or you cannot I would, win. I, I cannot win. No. Uh, because I would love to win those tickets. No. It's really going to be cool, though, to give away tickets again because we care so much yeah. about the listener. Exactly. There's, I mean, there's no other reason we would do it. So, James Taylor. And by the way, <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. We got this email notice that James Taylor were giving away tickets. And I thought, oh, I thought he died. Um, it's not. No. It was Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> So you you got James For a Taylor second, I was like, and Jimmy Buffett confused? I, I guess. I don't know. They're not anything But there was alike. something about, no, I don't know what it was, but there was, for some reason in my head, I thought Jim, their, you know, their James name Taylor starts was with the letter J. Beyond that, there's like nothing. I thought there was something else that happened. Did something happen with him recently? James in Taylor? In the last year or two? No, not, nothing I'm aware okay. of. He hasn't been ill. He's still out doing it, getting it done. Okay. Well. Anyway, so he's clearly not dead because he's no. going on tour. <laughs> well, He'll be in St. Louis at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater on June 6th. And again, tickets, uh, the giveaway tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, here on the Chris and Amy Show. Got to be listening for your giving. chance to win. That's Brad Young. You've missed quite a bit today. And we'll bring you what you have missed when we come back on KMOX. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.